Hello everyone, my name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the first portion of the Cincinnati Bengals offseason. Nick, if you could give a letter grade on the offseason moves that they have made so far, what would you give it? I would say a, a D. D, okay. Drastically different from what I'm going to say. I'm going to say B+. I'd like to know what areas you think we got better in. I like to think that we got better on defense. Okay. Explain. Uh, I what, will explain. what part of the defense? Well, they definitely – I think they upgraded on cornerback. In so where? Lost, corner? Yeah, corner. So they lost <coughs> William Jackson. He signed a big contract for the football team. And um, in return, they brought in uh, – I'm going to botch his name. Uh, Chidobe Awazi. I feel like I'm not too far off. And you think uh, Mike Hilton. So, so you think Awuzi is better than uh than No, I don't um, think he's Jackson. better than William Jackson. No, I don't think he's better than William Jackson, but I think two for the price of one isn't the bad deal. So I think that's an upgrade because you get essentially two spots. Plus we're getting uh, Trey Waynes back from injury. So he's effectively your number one corner, and he's gonna and, uh, Awuzi will be your number two. Mike Hilton's obviously your slot guy. That's why they brought him in. Uh, so I think they upgraded cornerback. I think. I disagree. I think we okay. were better off with Jackson. Jackson's way better than a woozy. Yeah, I think one the one. And Mackenzie Alexander, I think, is better than Hilton. So. Really, really, mm-hmm. you think that? I do. Dude, I I've heard so many people like talk up Mike Hilton and like say that he's like probably one of the best slot corners. Uh, and I've seen like I've seen a lot of like fan pages and stuff talk about like um, how much it's going to hurt the Steelers and even like Steelers fan pages saying how much it's going to hurt having him gone. No one's thinking that about Mackenzie Alexander, who I thought struggled at times last year. At times, but I like um, I don't know. I like McK- Mackenzie Alexander. I did he played too. well. I, I I thought he played good. You know, he was on a one-year deal. He already went back to the Vikings, so he's already gone. Um, but no, I I don't think a, either one of these single, a single players are better. But the fact that we got two for the same price is that's you know, I call that a win. Um, because you know, if say say one say William, say we resign William Jackson to a one-year deal or to a contract, and he gets hurt, got nothing. If um, one of these dudes gets hurt, you still got the other one. So it's not like... No, you said yourself, we only have one outside. We only got one outside corner. We didn't get two. Hilton is not an outside corner. I didn't say he was. I just say he was a corner. Yeah. I'm looking looking at this very poorly. You're looking at it like Mike Brown looks at things. Yeah, I know. I know. I would be a great owner. We upgraded by saving money, but not increasing talent. No, I don't think... uh, That's not what I'm trying to say you're making me look bad don't compare me to mike brown <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say they distributed talent so they got two play like uh, the way i'm seeing it is that they're basically taking that money i'm looking at this from like a business standpoint um but we're not we're not a kind of um you know we're not the dallas cowboys we're not the new york yankees we're not going to go out and spend every single piece of cap so given that understanding of how Mike Brown operates. The fact that we were able to get two corners for the price of one um, is good, in my opinion. Uh, I'm looking at things uh, with 
understanding of how Mike Brown operates. If you, you're, I feel like you're looking at it as how a football franchise should operate. Um, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just salty about losing William Jackson. I mean, you'll see. A woozy is not good. If you've ever seen him play, he's not that good. His numbers are pretty similar to William Jackson now in terms of like just like raw statistics, tackles, and, and interceptions. I'm sure like Pro Football Focus, I think, really liked William Jackson. I mean, uh, just look at their reception. Like, I think William Jackson was like around like 50% reception first target, mm-hmm. and um, a woozy is like I don't even know. It's it's pretty bad. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, you look it up. I'm gonna rant for a quick second. Uh, I don't think. Well, so William Jackson. It's like sixty-five percent. Okay, so plus about f- plus fifteen percent. Okay, so that's not good. But um, I think with Willie, he never he was not number one. He was never flashy, so that don't get the attention of any of the media or any of like sports pages or or any sports fans or anything like that. So that's number one. Number two, I don't think he really got thrown at him um, as much as our other corners. Like, he would get beat on a double move every once in a while. But overall, I think he wasn't thrown at nearly as much as, as um, like who? anybody else on our team that I can think of, you know? Like, I felt like, do you remember, like, when we had, like, Leon Hall and Jonathan Joseph? I felt like they were equally targeted pretty fairly. It just seems like um, with William Jackson on the team, he wasn't thrown at as often as, say, those two, for example. That's the first well, that, thing that came to mind. That would be a good thing for him because that means quarterbacks don't want to throw his way. Yeah, exactly. I know. No, I like the player. It sucks that we lose him, but I'm I'm just looking at – I knew he didn't want to be here too. Did you hear what he said about – like, like our, I don't know if he was just talking about our fans or our organization, but he, he said some stuff on the radio. It's, it was pretty accurate stuff. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, he was I, wrong. I agreed with what he said too. Yeah, I, I, I agreed one hundred percent with what he said. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he was when he said them. I, and those dudes wonder why they're not winning. I don't know if he's referring to like the fans, and he's like, you know, your fans don't understand why you're not winning, or if he's talking to like about the front office, like the front office makes all these moves and they expect to win, but they don't do other things to, you know, I don't know. Um, it is it is funny to see him go to the Redskins, who I believe have just as bad a winning percentage as us over the last like twenty years. Um, Redskins have been pretty bad, although they do the have who? some. The Redskins, or oh shit, they're not the Redskins. The who? Oh, the, How <laughs> the dare Washington you? Football you're you're team. canceled now. Oh, yo, I'm already canceled. Year in, we're into this pro- year into this podcast. I'm already canceled. Because I I used I used the name of the football team that it was for like a hundred years and I forgot that they changed the name the stupidest name ever. They are the football team, Eric. Oh man. Uh, I hope they change that name soon. Sorry, it's just it's just it's just knee jerk reaction. I think Washington football, I think uh, the former team name, so my bad. Yeah, but I mean Yeah. You know, they're a team that's building a roster to win though. That's that's the difference. Yeah, Ron Rivera is probably a better coach than a lot of other coaches out there. I mean, I don't know. So let's let's keep this focused. I, I still think we got worse there. Oh, I we mean, can keep we can keep ranting if you definitely want. Darius <laughs> Phillips, I think, played better than Awuzie did last year. You don't like Darius Phillips? No, and I don't like Darius Phillips. You're gonna have a you're gonna have he a played better than Mike Hilton too. 
You're going to have a uh, brain aneurysm watching this, uh, this defense this year. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, so, so, so what other position do you think we got better at? Um, considering I, I, I think they definitely upgraded the offensive line because they the got rid of, line? yeah, hear me out. Okay. So I got rid of Bobby Hart that nobody liked, even though Bobby Hart was probably half decent in the run game, but wasn't very good in the past game. Sure. They got rid of him. Uh, they got rid of BJ Finney. who was basically worthless. Uh, he was in the uh, Carlos Dunlap trade. Never even played. I don't think. Yeah. I don't remember him at all. Um, I haven't looked up any. I would be shocked if he even played a game. Um, and then they brought in Riley Reef from the Vikings, who we signed a lot of Vikings players. There's a lot of back and forth between with them, but um, I will say that is a slight. It's a slight improvement. It's not much, but it is a slight improvement. And then on yeah, top I mean, of that, it would be hard not to improve on that offensive line. But I, I agree with this so far. Um, I do think um, that it was fucking stupid of them not to go after that Joe Joe Tunley. Chunt Tunley? I don't know how to say his name. Tunley? Whatever the fuck his name is. Um, I always see these people's names written. I don't ever see them spoken out loud. But he was on record as saying, like, he wanted to come to us. Like, he was a Bengals fan. Um, he grew up in Ohio. Grew up in Ohio. He's even tweeted, like, who day? Like, how the fuck do you not go after this guy? Why the fuck would you lowball this guy? Like, there was a, some tweets came out about, like, uh, some fan page and his the guy's sister. And she was like, hey, we really wanted to go to Cincinnati. And he did, too. But it was such a bad offer. It's like, you fucking kidding me? He was, his offer wasn't even that great in for Kansas City. Like, we could have afforded it. Yeah. I mean, we just lowball everybody. It even was stupid. players like our own players, like Whitworth. Yeah, so we, yeah, we did improve on the offensive line, and getting that new offensive um, line coach is going to be a lot better. Yeah, but we 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 talked about that previously. You, I know you like Jim. Uh, what's the guy's name? Dave, Frank Pollock. Yep. Um. Okay, and then oh, you're going to hate me for this. Uh, defensive line. Okay. Oh, that makes no sense. I don't okay. understand how. I think defensive line. They basically swapped Carl Lawson for Trey Hendrickson, right? He was a poor man's Hubbard. I think that this is somewhere in between a completely lateral move or a slightly better move. I I explain. Um, Well, the dude's got 13 sacks last year. It was pretty good. Cut it it how you want. That's a lot of of sacks. That's more than anybody we've had for a long time. So if you if you think it somehow match up, which I don't expect that to happen at all, every time these players sign second contracts, something always fucks up and they get hurt and whatever, um, or they don't perform as well or or whatever. Uh, I don't I don't fully expect this contract to be fully cashed out. I fully expect him to be cut in, in year three or four, but whatever. Um, I mean, he he's only had one good year. Yeah, I know, but one. There's a one lot of year. there's a lot of players that we've had. Like Sean Williams didn't even play at all until like that playoff game versus the Steelers, and then they gave him a contract, and he ended up starting for like four or five years. Yeah, like the one good year, especially in a contract year. Um, 
you know, in, in statistics, there's always that, you know, return to the mean, return to the average. Um, we're probably not going to get a 13-sack production. Um, but I know Pro Football Focus and some other high-level statistics really like Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson, uh, and I know you really like him a lot, never had uh, great production in terms of sack numbers. I think his best was like six or seven. Like last year, he only had like four and a half sacks, right? Oh, he's been injured and he has nobody around him. Oh, yeah, I know. That's part of the problem. And, and Pressures are more important than sex. I know. Um, I think, but I think, again, that's where, I hate to say this, but this is where the Mike Brown and me comes in. <laughs> where it's like, that sex, the flashy number. That's what people are going to look at. It's like if you're, it's if you are, you know, some sort of general manager, you would look at, the first thing you're looking at probably like, if for a cornerback would be probably interceptions. And then if you're looking for defensive linemen, the first thing you look at is probably sacks. Um, then you get into the nitty gritty um, tape, high level statistics, pro football focus, all that stuff. I, I am saying it's a great move, but I don't know. I don't, I mean, you got to think Carl Austin's going to the jets. I mean, I don't think we improved there. I mean, the dude had a lot of sacks, but, you know, the Saints were one of the top defenses in the league. He got a lot of coverage sacks. They did have a lot of coverage sacks. Um, you show me that statistics of, like, created sacks versus minus actual sacks, which I think I think there's some methodology um, kind of wrong with that, where it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, but, like, if your numbers were, like, zero and three – and you didn't have any sacks, but you helped create three sacks. That will put you in the top, but does that, does that really make you good at, at defensive linemen? Probably not. So I think I think that statistic, while it makes a lot of sense, could use some tweaking to really get it. You know, um, Hendrickson is also worse than Carl Lawson in the run game. Oh, that's not good because Carl Lawson was not good in the run game at all. Yep. Yeah, I, I always saw Carl, I thought his role made a lot of sense as kind of the, um, I don't know, I guess spelled defensive end where he was younger, fresher legs and, you know, um, would come in on third downs and, and pass running, pass game situations and kind of rush the quarterback. I don't, I never saw him as like a really good four down defensive player or three down or whatever. Yeah. So I like mean, I said, like I said, lateral to just a little bit better. We'll see. I mean, I hope he can produce. I just, on paper right now, it's not an upgrade to me. Okay, so we disagree on that. Lawson's um, one of the best pure edge rushers in the league right now, I think. He did. I think he was top five in pressures. Um, but at the same time, like, he created all those pressures, but we really didn't do much with them, which sucks. Because we didn't have anybody else that could create pressure. Well, <laughs> so why is Hendrickson going to do any better here? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a very valid point. I know that like Hubbard did not have a good year last year. I think he was hurt a bit, and and we had no pressure from the inside. Yeah, they didn't really even they got rid of Dunlap, and they didn't really even play Atkins at all, and then they let him go. Um, basically, all of the good players that we had for the last decade are now like gone. This was the last year for all of them, and none of them went out in in a sphere of glory. Yeah, 
I mean, we'll we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, if you look at the Saints defensive line, they had a lot of killers on that line. So they do. Cameron Jordan's really good. Yeah. I don't. I don't know the names. Oh, they, they did also lose somebody else. I, I think they lost a defensive tackle. I think a starter, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know where they. I don't know where he signed. I'd have to look that up. But. but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully he plays the same, but I don't think we improved. You know, uh, here's where we I think we oh Gino go at we lost Geno Atkins too. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, they did bring back Mike Daniels, who probably played a lot more than. I don't know how how many snaps did Geno Atkins play? Like twenty. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot. I, I know he was injured. I I don't think he played like very much at all. I know that um. But Mike Daniels isn't that good. Um, no, he's not. But I mean, he's he hasn't had a lot of time to play. But um, the guy we picked up is not as good as Gino for sure. Guy we picked up. What guy we pick up? Uh, oh, Larry, Larry Ojinobi. Ojinobi. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's another. So he came from the Browns, and he was with them for a couple of years. That could just be partially like a inside information thing. Like, But it happens a lot in sports where um, players from rival teams will go to the other one, and that's partially due to talent, but also knowing like the system and what plays they like to run, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that also could be it. Sure, but I don't think we got better in that position. I do think we downgraded in wide receiver. Because <laughs> um, A.J. Green, while all these Bengals fans who don't know what they're talking about ripped on him, he put up half-decent numbers. Um, and then we also lost Alex Erickson. And then we also lost John Ross, who I don't give a shit about. But, um, but we did lose him, and who did we get? That's another um, that's another roster spot they're going to have to fill because they basically got what? How many wide receivers do we have on them right now? T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, on Tate, Mike Thomas, and then a bunch of nobodies. Yep. So I think we're going to need somebody there. No, well, we're going to get to that um, in a little bit, but. Uh, so, yeah, definitely downgraded at wide receiver. Does suck to see A.J. gone, but we all knew it was coming. Uh, here's a move that I fucking hate with every – and the more the more I think about it, the more it makes me angry, uh, is cutting Gio Bernard. This move is – I don't understand it. It's fucking stupid. Like, it Save is literally that money. completely fucking stupid. Sa- Save what money? He was only making like five or six million a year. Like they have twenty million in cap. What the fuck are they going to spend that on? Unknown players on one exactly. year contracts. Like, like okay, so you can his contract ends after this upcoming. It would have ended in this upcoming season. So they still got twenty million in cap after that. Who the hell are you going to sign twenty million in cap? So nobody, no one's going to eat up that contract. I I can guarantee. By the end of the uh, – after they sign all the rookie players, they're not going to have, you know, they're going to have plenty of cap space left. Why the, why the hell 
You're trying to cut space with Gio Bernard. I don't think they're planning on winning this year. I, I, you know, they've come out and said they're taking the thing seriously. They want to win, and I just I don't feel that from the front office. I don't. I don't think uh, that Taylor wants to win. I think he just wants to put us in a perpetual rebuild. That's like how it was with a uh, with Brian Price for the Reds. He was he was our manager like two out of the three or three out of the four years before he took over. They were a playoff team, and then he took takes over and literally sends us to the bottom of the NL. Um, and it's like we hadn't been we hadn't been fifth place or we hadn't been last place in our division since like 1985. I wasn't even born yet, and the guy literally like completely just turned our franchise into a joke. And the Reds just kept sticking with him, and it was like God fucking cut loose. And he, he was like honestly, I'm gonna I know this is like completely off topic. I'm ranting for a bit. I'm very I I got pissed off about Geo thinking about it today, and then now I'm talking about it. The fucking uh, that uh, asshole. Brian Price, fucking oh, uh, I'm gonna go the worst record in MLB history for a for a for a manager ever, and then and then fuck everybody else. <sighs> I need I need to breathe. Yep. So we got worse there. I don't know how you gave them a B plus for this this free agency. Oh, I I guess I should I I retconned it. I was thinking about today. I'm like, I was thinking about what my grade was going to be. I was thinking B plus, and like the Gio Bernard thing really pissed me off. <laughs> like it's probably B minus. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to go knee jerk reaction. I don't know how you think out. we got we got better. I don't think we got better in any position. I think we got a little. I think we got a little slightly better. Slightly better is like a like a C plus then. Fuck it, fine. C plus. They got a fucking C plus. Why are you saving cap when you've got twenty million in cap? Yeah, that don't make any sense to me. That does not make any fucking that, that move does not make any fucking sense in any sort of capacity in any I yeah, oh I don't understand why this is like this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life and it makes me angry and like it's not even like like Gio Bernard like I like the guy he's not like a personal favorite of mine I thought he was a good player but like he's very valuable. And and what and he's going to the Buccaneers. He's not going to get the same touches that he was here, because he was number two, and they're pretty loaded on running backs. Um, but like, he's gonna fit the role there that they need. He's gonna fit the role. They're gonna he's gonna get like 500 yards receiving from Tom Brady on like third downs. He's gonna be basically be what he should have been the entire time he was here. Um, God. You made me angry. You made me angry. You made me angry. I know you did. You riled me up. You said saving that money, and I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> that really, right. that really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> I think that's really it for free agency. We we didn't do much. Yeah, I think we lost a lot and didn't do much. Yeah, I, I think they need to recover in the draft. One move I thought was interesting is they signed Thaddeus Moss, who was uh, Joe Burrow's tight end in. Um, He's LSU. I highly doubt he's going to see any playing time. I don't know, man. Have it, you seen he, any tape on him? Uh, not really, but he's slow as hell. He, he's I a, bet he he's is. a run blocking tight end. He's huge. Um, yeah, that's the kind of player type that really works well in uh, college, but not in the NFL. Um, he's a big dude. He's six three, two fifty. 
Yeah. Um. I just. He's not the kind of uh, you know tight end that people want anymore. Not in this league, no. And it's funny because he he forego his uh, senior year of eligibility to go undrafted. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, that sucks. <laughs> Uh, but that's just pretty cool, uh, I think. Whether or not he makes a team, I mean, our our tight end isn't our position's probably one of the weakest on you know on the team. Because uh, Sample's not very good. Uzama's coming off major Achilles surgery, and I don't know who else is left. But Mason Shrek, who's got gotten like no playtime. Yeah, so I'm not particularly pumped up about that, but we'll see. I don't um, know. Our team, just at this moment in time, our team feels very weak overall. I feel like our roster for the last three years has been pretty weak. I remember they did on social media, the Bengals did a um, thing about, uh, like, here's our roster. And they break down every player, like, by number. And I remember looking at that, and I'm like, this is pretty, like, this isn't very deep. Like, on the surface, it looks good because it was, like, Dalton, Mixon, Green, Boyd, Eifert. It's like, this all looks great, but after those five, where the fuck do you go? Yep. Yeah. So very, very weak, very not deep roster. Not deep with talent. They're deep with players. Most of them just aren't any talented. Yeah, I think the problem is too is they need they, they're trying they need to develop some of these players, and uh, you know some of them are still young, especially on the. Um, like the linebackers, so we'll see what what they can do. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's cool it on the free agency talk. I think that's it. I'm gonna stop. I'll stop screaming. Let's there. talk. Well, we can get back to that. Well, let's talk about <laughs> some lighter let's news. Lighter news. Okay. Yeah. Before we get into you know the draft, because that's probably gonna be the next big thing. Uh, have you seen the uh, the leaks for the jerseys? Oh my god! I, if if they're real, they look fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're they're releasing this what next Monday? I think they said the nineteenth. Yeah, apparently I saw something. Um, so, so somebody tweeted that they saw the the real jerseys ahead of time, and they are the same ones as the leak. That's unfortunate. Because that leaks, those leaks weren't very good. Uh, I I saw some like copy paste, um, I guess jersey swaps is what people use on like Burrow, and I'm like, yeah, these don't look too bad. But like thinking about, like, our, I thought our jerseys for the last 15 years were pretty good in the I guess Marvin Lewis era, we'll say, just for simplicity's sake. Um, I thought they were pretty good jerseys, and it's like these look like just knockoff versions of the of the Chicago Bears that you would find in like a Chinese airport or something like that. Yeah, they look pretty cheap, but um, Chinese airport. What Chinese airports have you been to? I haven't been to any Chinese airport, but I was just thinking, like, my <laughs> that was a terrible joke. Well, it's like you know how in China they don't have you know copyright law, so they can you they can make off brand um, NFL jerseys. Yeah, that's where I got my perfect much. jersey from. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a perfect jersey, you better spend twenty bucks on it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, just, I don't know why airport came to mind. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, if you're flying home from business in China or travel in China, you would see that and buy it at the airport. I'm not a stand-up comedian, so. 
I have to apologize for my terrible jokes. Yeah. So as far as the uniform goes, I I just I don't know. It looks very plain to me. Not was what I was expecting for the Bengals. Who no, you know, we've I always ex- had a forward thinking jersey. For the most part, I mean, I thought the ones they had for the '90s were pretty lame. Um, the I I do think in general like football jerseys from basically 1980 to basically 2004 when we got our new jerseys they were all awful um outside of like the packers and like the steelers who's virtually stay timeless uh those designs suck but (laughs) um yeah i thought the last jerseys were pretty progressive and these look regressive yeah, uh, I just, I just hope they make the color rush their their white jerseys. The color rush is so cool. I fucking love the color rush. And maybe we'll get white helmets. But I, Mike, I, I, Mike Brown's probably too cheap for that. So uh, he, absolutely, but um, that would be a really cool touch. Cause I I thought that was like a really cool thought design. It's like oh, you know, generally Bengal Tigers are. I think we talked about this before. <laughs> like <laughs> <We> ori- <laughs> orange. And with black stripes and white on the bottom. So you kind of implement that in all the jerseys. Um, but with, you know, those white tigers, they don't have any orange in them. They're just white and black. So it would be cool to, you know, that's that's where that came from. Um, but, yeah, I thought those looked cool. And they look good in them. Yep. I uh, do think the ahead. orange jerseys look the best. Uh, I, I really love the Color Rush ones. but Yeah, no, I think the Color Rush is like a good number, too. If if the orange jerseys are the ones on the leak, those look horrible. But it's yeah, also no, a bad picture so from it's like knockoff jerseys, so we'll see. I mean, maybe the design like maybe the like I don't know how to say this without confusing the hell out of people. But like maybe the look is like similar, but like maybe some aspects and details are not really shown. Um I'm hoping the color is different. I mean it looks like like tomato red. Like it doesn't look orange, but I'm gonna have to uh find out or find the leaks again i have to i haven't seen them in a couple weeks here let me let me just send this to you then oh you're gonna send it to me oh wait i just saw an article it says Bengals say jersey redesign will feature nine combinations how are they gonna get three jerseys three pants three pants they're gonna have orange pants oh that's gonna look terrible yeah, because uh, yeah, that's probably what they're gonna do, dude. I sent it to you. I uh, uh, this looks this this literally looks like those terrible, born <laughs> Chicago, Bears jerseys. Like I said, I think uh, the the, um, jersey swap pictures I've seen look better than they do like just hanging on a rack. Like I don't see me I don't see me buying this. <laughs> gonna have to get that vintage Joe Burrow color rush. Yeah. It's already vintage because it was a year old. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, we'll see. We'll all know next week. Yeah, then I'll, I'll rant about that. I'll make some fucking memes about it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the draft. Nick, who do you think they should take with the fifth overall pick? Uh, I want to hear what you think first. Um, 
if you want to keep I already said who we should take multiple times on this podcast so uh, I think if you want to have Joe Burrow perpetually in the in a cast and on IR you draft Jamar Chase or you draft whoever Pitts or whatever Um, I do think if you want to keep him around for the long term you go with Penny Sewell I'm sure I botched that name Penny Sewell uh, Sewell, sorry. My apology. I'm just terrible with names. Um, I learned it before before we got on. So, so yeah, I, I think you take him, and I th- it's looking more and more like he's going to be there at five. I was really worried. I remember ranting about this when uh, we had, did our postseason mm-hmm. and just getting angry because I'm like, why do you lose? Why do you beat the Houston Texans? You know, um, but. It's looking more and more like a quarterback is going to be taken for sure in the top two, maybe the top three, possibly the top four. What, didn't I say I, that? Didn't I say I, that? I think you did, but I didn't believe you. Well, I didn't think – Miami was definitely not picking a quarterback at three. That just wasn't going to happen. I thought they were going to trade down. They did. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Houston from Miami. Okay, I don't know who the hell has this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. The, yeah, the that's Jets from were the, at the Miami was at two. No, no, no. The J- Miami was at three. They got that pick from Houston in that um, Laramie Tunsil deal. So, San Francisco has it now, and I heard that I wasn't thinking they were going to take a quarterback, but I heard that they were. They sent Kyle Shanahan two pro days of a couple quarterbacks. I think Justin Fields. So it's more and more likely that. I think for sure. Okay, let me let's break this down one by one. Jacksonville's definitely taking a quarterback. It's probably going to be Trevor Lawrence. I don't think it's been confirmed 100%, but that's that's probably your safest bet. The Jets just traded away Sam Darnold, which I want to pronounce his name Sam DeArnold, but that's not how you pronounce it. So, they're definitely picking a quarterback. Um San Francisco, we just talked about that. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan's getting old. He's still producing pretty well, and you can you can see from Tom Brady, you can play quarterback long into your, you know, late thirties, early forties. So, it's not crazy to think that they could go quarterback at four. Well, they're they were just talking about being open to trading down, so I don't think they're set on any particular player. Yeah, I I heard that they were – I heard about that too, and I kind of wonder who would – it would all kind of depend on who's willing to trade up to get that four spot if they were to take a quarterback. I kind of feel like, though, it's – I don't know, it's like a weird chess game because you know the Bengals aren't taking a quarterback at five. You know the Dolphins aren't taking a quarterback at six. Uh, Detroit may take one at seven. Panthers may take one at eight. Broncos may take one – it's like I'm not entirely sure. Um and like I think we talked about this before, how like it, this draft does not seem clear cut as like previous drafts. Now that we're like a couple days out from when it's kicking off, like to me, this don't look like you know. I think it's just certain. I think the only certainty is Jacksonville's taking a quarterback at one, and the Bengals are not taking quarterback at five. That's all I can tell you for certain. Yeah, and I mean, I think. You know, either way, we're going to get a good player at five. Um, 
you know, either Sewell Pitts or Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, you know, too worried. Not as worried as I was, but it would be a lot better to get Sewell. I think he's just, I mean, he's he's still young and he he plays incredible. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think I also I put on social media. Someone said like, who do you take? Uh, do you take a lineman or a wide receiver? And I'm like. Yeah, I think we've had better luck picking tackles than we have linemen. And all these dumbass Bengal fans were like, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, boy, he was terrible. It's like, do you have, like, a memory span of more than five years? Like, go back, like, like through our entire uh, draft history. We've picked some pretty good tackles yeah, in the first round. Um, it's like, yeah, we've had A.J. Green as a pretty good number one wide receiver and um, I think Isaac Curtis was a first rounder. Yeah, oh. we've had some good luck. Andre Smith like, was the first round. Andre Smith, hey, you know what? You can <laughs> complain about Andre Smith all you want. Andre Smith had a better career than any top ten player for, or any top ten pick from that twenty nine or oh nine draft, other than uh, Matthew Stafford. All them other dudes all fizzled out and were out of the league well before he was. So honestly, it wasn't that bad of a pick as people think. I'm not as angry as I was earlier. I really have calmed down. I really could have gone full angry. But I wouldn't be mad if if Sewell was gone and we took Pitts. Pitts Pitts looks like like a like a great weapon out there. I uh I don't I don't think Sewell is going to be gone at 5 though. I really do think we're going to have like you know our um you know, dealer's choice. It'll basically be number one all over again because we won't have you. I I think we're gonna say right now. Top three are gonna be quarterbacks. Number four maybe a quarterback. If that's the case, if one person's picking in front of us. You got the you can pick any apple off the farm that you want. So they're in a pretty good position right now. So I don't think Sewell's gonna be gone at five. So I think we should take him at five. Yeah, I I agree. If he's there, we should take him. Um, there's gonna be plenty of other receivers on the in the draft this year too. So I think that's probably where they're gonna, they're gonna go with the second pick. And think about how many good wide receivers we've gotten in the second round: Chad Johnson, Marvin Jones. Um, I want to say Chris Collinsworth was a second rounder. I'm gonna we're gonna have to, someone's gonna have to validate that one. But oh, you know who else was a first round? Um, wide receiver that did not do very well was yeah Chris Collins was a second rounder uh was Peter Warwick remember him oh yeah he was not any good he uh he had a lot of hype he did and what what was he like a like a like a lottery top five pick uh I can't remember I'm gonna have to look that up that was a long time ago (laughs) number four yeah It's just frustrating. (laughs) All that loss potential. But, yeah, anyway, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Take the the lineman early and then get a a wide receiver in the second round. They still pick pretty early in the second round. Yeah, but after that, I think we need to go defense. Our defense is, is so weak still. I don't think it would hurt to pick up another lineman. 
in the later rounds. Uh, oh, speaking of which, we did get a. I think another. Let me see. I forget how the verbiage goes. We traded Ryan Finley and a seventh rounder for a sixth rounder. So um, we did move up a little bit in the later rounds. Maybe we could use that as a. Um, uh, another receiver or another tackle or whatever, but uh, I do think they're going to need to get some uh, defensive help. Yeah, I agree. Just our, our defense has been so bad. It just seems like it needs the most work. Like, I honestly, our, Joe Burrow was still in 300 yards. It seemed like every other game when he was playing. Um, and that was with a bad offensive line, no tight end, and an AJ Green who was not performing up to AJ Green standards. And they right. were still moving the ball. So, yeah, a defense, the defense definitely needs a lot more work. Yep, completely agree with that. Yeah, and it's like, like Burrow's knee, which I've heard like he's been progressing, and I think he just started throwing pretty recently. Um, so it's good to see. Uh him actually following through and, you know, actually taking his rehab seriously. Yeah, I figured he would. He doesn't seem th- like the kind yeah, of player would that too, would slack. Yeah, but you never know. Some of these some of these people, uh, they do slack. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the draft? I think we're pretty concise on what we believe in. Uh, I don't think so. I'm ready for it. Ready to see what happens. Let's talk about the Bengals Ring of Honor for like five minutes. All right, what do you want to talk about? I like it. I like that they're doing that. It's about time they did something. Well, yeah, I think they, they've they only retired one number, 54, mm-hmm. Bob Johnson, which is weird. You think you would retire Anthony Munoz, who was like, like considered by everybody to be the best offensive tackle ever, but whatever. <laughs> I can't get what I want all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think they announced the first two were going to be Munoz and Paul Brown as the initial Ring of Honor. Yep, that's what I saw. Uh, yep, and I saw like a thing about like, Chad Johnson being up there. He'll he'll probably be. He will he have sh- to be one of them. Yeah, I was gonna say he, <laughs> he's probably one of the most popular Bengals players. Definitely the most popular. I don't know. I think it's cool. They're, I guess it, I said five minutes. Probably shorter than that, but yeah. I mean, there's really not much to talk about yet. They <laughs> yeah, they've released two players, and it's a cool concert. I know I did see it was like it snowed, and they took a picture of it from the stadium because all this, this, you know, nobody's there in the stadium in February or whatever. Um, and it's like you could see some of the names. Like I think I saw like Kenny Anderson's name was up there, or Ken Anderson. <laughs> I think Kenny Anderson is a basketball player. I think. Yeah, I don't know, but Ken Anderson should be up there. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Lewis should probably be up there too, honestly. Yeah, I I saw an article that yeah Kenny Anderson is a basketball player. I did see like it was like Marvin Lewis should be in the Ring of Honor. It's like was anybody saying that he shouldn't be? <laughs> I'm sure some people don't like Marvin Lewis though. Dude, some people are wild, man. But he's <laughs> some, some of our fans. I mean, yeah, he lost the playoffs, but he's brought like this team like the most success it's had in. Probably since the Super Bowls, yeah. Like it's weird. You look at our history. It's like, yeah, we got the two Super Bowl years, were great, and then everything else kind of sucks outside of Marvin Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
he had hey he he had a winning record. I I I'm guarantee you if you go look at a lot of coaches out there, most of them don't have a winning record. Most of them coach, uh, be a head coach for one or two years, suck, fizzle out, never head coach again. You know, he stuck around for 18 so 18 seasons and four games over 500. That's something. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I think the problem is, uh, you know, there are a lot of people expected him to be like Bill Belichick. Well, when you coach for that long, you would you would expect a little bit more uh, playoff success than 0 for 7. Yep. I do think, bolt, hot take, I do think that both Dalton and Green should be in the ring of honor. Uh, it's, I, it's a hot take. I think, um, yeah, I think that's going to be, it's going to be tough for both of them, honestly. I, I, if Green had a better year last year and kept on, I think it would he would have had a shot, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who all their, I mean, they're also active players too. They usually wait a while after players retire. I, don't I mean, the, the Bengals have waited this long to do anything, so. Well, yeah, I, I guess, we have a I lot of years true. for them to go through before they get up to modern players. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of uh, players who should be in the Hall of Fame. It sucks though; like, it really sucks that national media don't give a shit about us because we do have some players who really should be in the uh, Hall of Fame, like Ken Riley. I know he recently passed away, and then the NFL like just completely forgot and didn't <laughs> put him in the. <laughs> Hall of Fame because it's like his numbers are better than most cornerbacks. He's fourth all time in interceptions. Like, how the hell do you be fourth all time and not get in? Yeah, well, that's that's what happens when you don't win. That would be like if you were a baseball player and you were like fourth all time in home runs and you didn't get into the Hall of Fame just because like your team sucked. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, could you actually imagine that? Like, I don't know. I don't know who the home run I don't keep the running statistics of the home run all-time leaders are but I bet it's going to be some okay it's Alex Rodriguez so Alex Rodriguez is probably not going to get into the Hall of Fame but like imagine if like Albert Pujols didn't get into the Hall of Fame you know uh, at least uh what's his name Anthony Munoz is a Hall of Famer so Anthony Muniz is a Hall of Famer because he really was—he really was the best. He deserved everything I've ever seen. Yeah, he was part of some horrible teams. Two Super Bowl teams, though. So that—that's something. Yeah. So was Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth played his entire career between those two Super Bowl teams. Technically, um, Terrell Owens too. Technically. What about Terrell? Wait, what? What about Terrell Owens? He's a Hall of Famer, and he played for the Bengals. Oh, there's a bunch of players who um, are in the Hall of Fame, but aren't. um, I'm talking about players who go in as Bengals. I think they counted him as a Bengal because it's his his last year was with the Bengals. No, 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 no. When you get into the Hall of Fame, actually, we have three. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's Munoz, Terrell Owens, and Charlie Joyner who. I don't know who that is. Played three played three years. I'm sure he uh wasn't in, inducted as a Bengal. No, when you're when you're in, inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh you are given like a um like whatever team 
you've played like a majority of your career or most of your career, you get like recognized, you get put in as a certain player. So Anthony Munoz, because he played his entire career here, was inducted as a uh, Bengal. I think Terrell Owens, who while he is a Hall of Famer and played one year with us, was inducted as, I, I guess, a 49er or an Eagle or Cowboy, whatever it was. Still counts. It's it's. I know it still counts. There really should be more. Um, but what do I know? We're never going to get that recognition. Not until we win a Super Bowl, which may never happen. I, I Yeah, I know. And it's very possible the team leaves before that. <laughs> yeah. I sure. I, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Uh, the Bengals are going to they're going to have some kind of contract dispute with the lease of whatever downtown stadium. They're going to leave. They're going to go to some big city, and then immediately they're going to get in the Super Bowl, like almost immediately, because <laughs> that's what happened with the Rams. Nobody gave a shit about the Rams for like 15 years since Kurt Warner. They go to, uh, they get to L.A. Boom! Immediately put in the Super Bowl. That's my tinfoil hat theory of the day. Yeah. I hope they don't leave. I think if Paul, if Mike Brown is still alive, they're not going to move the team. But if Mike Brown dies and that goes somewhere else, they'll probably move the team. Then our, then, our, then our podcast will be for nothing. Yeah, we, we can find other things to bitch about. I can, I can, we can find things to complain about. <laughs> I will find a way. Maybe we'll root for the team. Maybe they'll move to Kentucky <laughs> and we can still root for them. Yeah. Maybe they'll put two teams in Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't think there's enough people there. No, oh, this is crazy. I'm, I'm going on the... Uh, I'm on the... Bengals Wikipedia. Do you remember they did the 40th anniversary in 07? Carson Palmer was the number one quarterback. Can you believe that? Can you believe? Can you believe that? Can you actually believe that? He did have that one crazy year. <laughs> he did have that one really good year, but like, I don't know. That seems like all these players are pretty. Most of the players on this thing are uh, pretty recent, like. Palmer, Chad Johnson, Kushimzada, Willie Anderson was still a uh, um, active player. Justin Smith. You know what's what's funny is that Palmer's numbers from back then would be like garbage nowadays. Yeah, not maybe not garbage, but like middle of the road. You know. Well, his his best year that thirty two touchdowns and whatever, thirty eight hundred yards. It, that would be good for. I think those are better than. Lamar Jackson's passing numbers when he won MVP. Oh, well, okay, like, that doesn't count. Lamar Jackson. I know, but it's just a, just a reference point is, what, is all I'm trying to get at. Yeah. But um. But the rest of the uh. Like his rest, most of the rest of his years, no, not very good. I think he would have been. I mean, he was more successful later in his career. I think stat wise, because you know the the league turned into you know his kind of league. You know, gunslinger. You know, back oh, then it was way think. more running back play. It's crazy to think, oh, yeah, how much did they um, ran the ball. But, like, no, it's crazy to think, like, like, his body type. I don't know how well it fits in today's NFL because you they want your quarterbacks to be mobile. Maybe not running quarterbacks because they don't last too long, but they want them to at least be moving around like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, that, that's who people want. But you still got guys like Tom Brady still playing well. Um, 
you know. No, the the pocket passer I think is king, but you're gonna see. Well, I think it's kind of like what happened with Steph Curry in basketball. Steph Curry, uh, people think that like Steph Curry won all those championships because he shot a lot of threes, and like while he did shoot a lot of threes, they their ball movement was the best because they they were never. They shot a lot of threes, but they were never number one in, in shooting threes, at least in the last couple of years. Um, even those championship ones with like Kevin Durant. Um, and so people think that, oh, Steph Curry's winning because he shoots threes. Let's everybody have shoot threes. And then you don't have as much success because you're just chucking shots. And it does kind of ruin the game <laughs> when you got people taking uh, a terrible, terrible shot selections for very little return your expected value of a, of a three point um in certain areas on the i'm completely going off topic uh in different areas of the court is better at the three-point line but like like anything from like two feet in nothing beats that two feet in from the from the rim yeah so if you oh, can get from dunks, the rim. yeah okay so the, yeah the high percentage um the high efficiency is always by the rim and at the three, which is totally different though from back yeah. in the day where those mid-range jump shots were the the, the king. I yeah, mean, you look at Carmelo and uh, Dirk, Al like Iverson, all mid-range. But yeah, they made their money. Now. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they made their money in the mid-range. Well, it's like you've got the centers aren't as dominant defensively as they used to be. Um, we're completely off topic. <laughs> Okay. But the, yeah, the point the point I'm trying to make is they want more mobile quarterbacks. So I don't know if like while Tom Brady and Drew Brees have had recent success, despite in, I think they're gonna those franchises once those quarterbacks retire are gonna look for um, younger, more mobile, non pocket passing quarterbacks because of the success that um, Patrick Mahomes had. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I, I always think it's interesting the way this way sports evolve. Yeah, it really is crazy how drastically it changes just from every ten years. Yeah, it's like somebody wins doing something, and then everyone starts copying them, and then the new thing has to come out. It's like with us; like we were one of the, one of the first teams to do no huddle. Oh, we we did it so well too. I yep, I don't we think did. we were one of the first. I mean, the Colts were definitely one of the first. That did it consistently. I know. I know this. Peyton Manning. The Super Bowl. No, I'm talking like, how far back you're going? Is the I'm talking Sam Weish and uh, Boomer Sison. They they. Oh yeah. The Super okay. Bowl. Okay, that's fair. I thought you were yeah, talking I about modern history. That's fair. No, no, not modern. No, I think nobody just, really yeah, picked so, it up after that though. It kind of went away for a while. I think the Bills did it for a little bit, but um, yeah, it did go away for a little bit. Then people realized. I know. It's one of those things, yeah, like it comes and goes. Yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah, like the next 10 years are going to be all running quarterbacks, and then 10 years after that will be back to pocket passers. It's going to be very odd. We'll see if we ever go back to, to defense as king. <laughs> yeah. That old adage, the defense wins championships. I think they'd have to change uh, some of the rules for that to happen. It's kind of hard to play defense nowadays. Oh, yeah. they Well, those big play – deep balls really do get the uh get the highlights going yeah back in the day you can i mean you could knock around receivers all day long and you can't do that anymore yeah. even like even uh, kind of back to basketball like 
you could really like back in like the sixties, you could you know put your hand on somebody while you're while they're shooting the ball. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's a different world. Different world. You have anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, I'm I'm good now. We're one hour into recording. That's a this long, has been a long one. session. Yeah, I'm gonna have to break this up. I'm probably not. I'm too lazy. I'm gonna put it all in one big hour-long session. I do. I am a lazy person. <laughs> all right. Well, if that covers everything, thank you very much, guys. You guys have a good rest of your day.